is not the kind that wiggle tea that you drink, not scribble all together in a cottage she calls day. Cherries and tea with Nanny Bee. Oh, hello there. I've just come in from the garden. The hens will take over now. Removing brambles is tricky business. They're so prickly, but worth it for those blackberry treats. Oh, I pull off as many as I can, and the hens eat the rest. They very easily stain, so you must mind that they don't get on your clo- Oh, no, like I seem to have done here. Oh, fiddle-dee-dee. The Wonderworld! Why, so it is. Today's Wonderworld snuck into my greeting. It is, of course, fiddle-dee-dee. It almost sounds like a song, but really it's a way to show that you're a bit annoyed, frustrated, or finding something hard to believe. Oh, fiddle-dee-dee, I've done it again. Another blackberry stain to deal with after my neighbor Jules gets here with a... Who could that be? Hi, Nanny Bee. Why, I'm Nanny Bee. Yes, and I'm Jules with a story. You most certainly are. Oh, come in, dear. Join us. We've been expecting you. Good, because I have got a tale for you. And, of course, some tea. Bramble leaf tea. And to think I've been throwing mine in the compost. Well, let me pop the kettle on for our tea and my blackberry stains. Just a little pointer there. Oh, and I'll remove my cardigan first. Another bigger pointer there. Do tell our listening friends a bit about your story. Today, you'll hear the tale of a little red hen who makes the most amazing discovery while pickety-pecketing at the ground for worms. Are you ready for a story? Yes, please. Okay, then. The Little Red Hen, adapted for radio. Little Red Hen lived by a bigger red barn. By day, she'd wander around the barnyard, pickety-pecketing at the ground for worms. She loved them, plump, juicy worms, a treat for her and a must for her chicks, because she wanted them to grow up big and strong. As soon as she found a worm, and after she had a little nibble herself, she'd call out, Chick, 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 chick! and her fluffy feathered flock would come scurrying along. Oh, they were a busy bunch of birds in what was otherwise a relatively quiet barnyard, with the cat, who would nap, sprawled out by the barn door. When the cocky rat would swagger past, she'd do nothing more than open one eye, spy the rodent, then resume her napping. And the pig in the neighboring sty took no notice of him. He was occupied eating. Always eating. One day, when Little Red Hen was pickety-pecketing at the ground, she came across the smallest worm she'd ever found. As she pecked away, she soon realized this was not a worm of any shape or size. Carrying it about, she inquired of many as to what it might be. A passing owl passed on his wisdom. Oh, that specimen is a seed, a wheat seed, to be precise. Uh, uh, One would plant such a seed and expect it to grow until ripe, 
whereby it would be ground into flour for which to make bread. Oh! Well, that settled that. Little Red Hen knew this wheat seed must be planted. But how was she to find the time? Feeding her flock was busy work indeed, so she eagerly asked of the others, Please, will you plant this seed? The others spoke in turn. Not me, sneered the rat, though I'm sure that I could. Not me, purred the cat, to even think that I would. <laughs> Not me, snorted the pig, even though I probably <laughs> should. Oh, fiddle-dee-dee, said Little Red Hen. If not you, then it must be me. And so she did. The days passed as summer carried on summering, and Little Red Hen carried on mothering, pickety-peckating at the ground in search of plump, juicy worms for her and her chicks. Meanwhile, the pig grew wider, the cat grew lazier, and the rat grew cockier all as the wheat grew taller and ready for harvest. Little Red Hen caught sight of the wheat, ripe and ready to be cut. But how could she fit that in, with her forever foraging for food for her little chicks to eat? So yet again she hopefully asked of the others, Please, will you cut this wheat? The others once again spoke in turn. Not me, sneered the rat, though I'm sure that I could. Not me, purred the cat, to even think that I would. <laughs> Not me, snorted the pig, even though I probably <laughs> should. Oh, fiddle-dee-dee, said Little Red Hen. Well, if not you, I guess it's down to me. And so she did. She rummaged through the barn until she found the farmer's sickle and used it to choppity-chop-chop all the wheat down. As she finished the last chop, the chicks began to protest, peep-peep-peeping for their mother's attention. Farming and foraging was an enormous feat. The wheat needed threshing, but her chicks needed her too. Whatever would she do? So in a panic, she asked the others, Please, will you thresh this wheat? The others, as usual, spoke in turn. Not me, sneered the rat, though I'm sure that I could. Not me, purred the cat, to even think that I would. <laughs> Not me, snorted the pig, even though I probably <laughs> should. Oh, fiddle-dee-dee, said Little Red Hen. If not you, then that leaves it to me. And so she did. Of course, she had her fluffy-feathered flock to feed first. Once fed, it was nap time for the chicks, so she nipped back to the wheat and threshed away. Ah, oh, such an exhausting task, beating it until the bits of grain come loose. Still, the work wasn't done. Worn out, she piled the grain all up in a mound and begged of the others. Please, will you carry the wheat to the mill to be ground? The others, unsurprisingly, spoke in turn. Not me, sneered the rat, though I'm sure that I could. Not me, purred the cat, to even think that I would. <laughs> Not me, snorted the pig, even though I probably <laughs> should.
Fiddle-dee-dee, said Little Red Hen. If not you, then once again it'll be me. And so she did. With a sack of wheat on her back, she waddled off far away to the mill, where they ground it into flour. Then, with a sack of flour on her back, she waddled home to what felt like an even farther away barnyard. But a mother's work is never done, so on the way she made sure to keep pickety-pecketing at the ground to catch some plump, juicy worms for her chicks to eat. Once at the farm, Little Red Hen collapsed in a heap. A sack of flour on one side, a pile of worms on the other. The chicks helped themselves before heading to bed. The next morning, even before the sun was fully awake, the cheeky chicks were peep-peep-peeping at the feet of Little Red Hen, while the sack of flour lay silently beside her, beg-beg-begging to be baked into bread. Little Red Hen was tired already, so as a last resort to the others, she said, Please, will you bake the bread? The others, predictively, spoke in turn. Not me, sneered the rat, though I'm sure that I could. Not me, purred the cat, to even think that I would. <laughs> Not me, snorted the pig, even though I probably should. Oh! Fiddle-dee-dee, said Little Red Hen. If not you, then of course it's left to me. And so she did. Little Red Hen had often watched in wonder as the farmer made her own bread. She never imagined she'd be baking bread herself. But since finding that wheat seed, Little Red Hen had discovered that she could do anything she set her mind to. So, with apron on and cookbook in hand, she set to work. With a bit of mixing and a lot of kneading, the bread was soon ready to bake. With the loaf in the oven, Little Red Hen had just enough time to tend to her chicks until, bing, the bread was ready, and everyone knew it. The smell wafted around the barnyard, tickling the taste buds of one and all. As Little Red Hen proudly arrived with her victorious loaf, the cat, the rat, and the pig said, Please, can we help you eat that bread? And without hesitation, the wiser little red hen spoke to each in turn. Not you, though you could. Not you, though you would. And definitely not you, though you think that you should. Why, fiddle-dee-dee, said little red hen, there's none for any of you. It's all for me. Then she gathered all her chirping chicks around and placed the golden loaf on the ground to enjoy with her fluffy feathered flock. And so they did. The end. Well, my hens have a thing or two to learn. And to think I was impressed with their synchronized dance numbers. And Thank you, Jules. Oh, do say you'll come back again with more tales and tea. I'll be back next week. Go to nannybee.com. Go there to find out more, including how you could be on the show. Go on and leave a message for Nanny Bee, and you might be on the show. This has been a Toad in the Hole production for nannybee.com.